Welcome everyone to Phil and Ryan Attempt a Podcast. My name is Ryan DePasquale and I'm joined by my co-host Phil Shacken. We're two friends chasing the dream of becoming actors and performers while talking with others who are living the dream. Our guests this episode are Ian Azaretti and Phil Blevins, the hosts of the Get Rolling Show. We had a great conversation about what inspired them to become actors, the value of preparation and discipline, Phil's early days in New York City as an actor, having early success earning a leading role in a movie, and Ian's goals of acting in order to inspire and have a profound impact on people. They also give us great advice on the power of consistency and fully committing to something you believe in. So let's get into it. We really hope you enjoy. Phil and Ian, I'm curious how you guys know each other and how you guys decided to link up and, and get the show going. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, interesting story to say the least and i'm curious to hear like phil's perspective once but i guess i figure i'll start just because it it goes a little bit further back Mm -hmm. so um i have another podcast that i'm on um aoa show and uh i've had that for almost two years now and so i actually met a buddy of mine um shout out clay if you ever listen to this um through the gym and long story short, he was, uh, he did background work like in acting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I did a couple plays and I was into that kind of sphere. So we hit it off pretty well. And I told him that I had a podcast. And then a week later he was like, yo, I'm starting a podcast. You want to be on it? And I was like, bet let's do it. So, uh, we hop, we hopped on that one. It used to be called the East coast wave. Um, if you actually check out our YouTube channel to get rolling show, you'll see some of the older videos are, are under that. So it's mm-hmm. like the, the old style. Um, and we did that for a little while and then the, um, the pandemic hit. So we had to start u- utilizing zoom mm-hmm. and, uh, clay, um, my, you know, my buddy said, uh, Hey, we're going to have a guest on this week. His name's Phil. And that's the Phil you're looking at right now. Um, and you know, he's like, you know, I did some background work with him and, you know, we met each other through the acting sphere. He's a really cool guy. We said, all right, let's do it. So we, um, we had a, we had a, an episode with Phil as our guest and we interviewed him and the, and the whole time that we're interviewing him, I can't help but think to myself, I'm like, dude, this guy is cool as hell. Like I really fuck with Phil. <laughs> like, and <Phil's> very, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and Phil, Phil's very humble. So like, you know, I'll be the one to pump him up, you know, I'm pretty so cool. Time, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, that voice. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, during the, the interview went great. And uh, we were done with it. And Clay and I talked to Phil after we were done recording. And uh, at this point, Clay and I were like, listen, because our podcast, we were able to get some, some pretty cool guests in the New Jersey area because that's where we're from. Mm-hmm. And um, we, but we wanted to tailor the show more towards a specific niche, right? Because it's like, if you're not providing some sort of service beyond that um, and, you know, like kind of getting a loyal fan base, it could be kind of hard to grow um, right. long-term. At least that's what we figured. And so we figured this would be a perfect opportunity. And we asked Phil, we said, listen, Phil, a lot of your interests seem to align with Clay and I's. We all seem to be, um, you know, in the entertainment, acting, modeling, content creation sphere. And this is what we love to do. And it seems like you've got a head on your shoulders and you love to do it too. So what do you think about joining for, as, a, as a third host for the podcast? Mm-hmm. And he said, yes, luckily. And uh, we got into it. And uh, so we changed, we, we rebranded, we, you know, the whole thing where the get rolling show. Now um, we kind of centered our content around uh, acting, entertainment, modeling, content creation, et cetera, podcasting um, and went from there. Uh, ironically, Clay um, for as you know, the one, the progenitor to all this 
um, wound up quitting. <laughs> like not at, at, under any like harsh yeah. terms or anything like yeah. that. He just realized that he wanted to go different ways and, you know, mm -hmm. good for him. He's, you know, moving on. Um, but Phil and I, you know, meeting through him as a mutual friend, um, wound up, you know, we were like, well, we don't want to lose this because we put a lot of work into it. Um, yeah. you know, the rebranding and like, and, and getting it off the ground. Mm -hmm. And we were like, you want to continue this? And Phil was like, hell yeah. So we've been doing it. Phil and I have been, uh, you know, doing it ever since. I'm, I'm curious though, Phil, to hear your side of it. Uh, like you know what I mean? Being that you kind of hopped in. Yeah. I mean, I think you hit it right on the head, bro. Uh, I've never actually met Ian in real life. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a fun yeah. fact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're, both yeah from, you're from Jersey too, uh, Phil? You're no, in Jersey I'm from, also? I'm from Maryland originally, but I moved to New York City um, to become an actor a couple years ago. Oh, awesome. So you're pursuing that, so you're pursuing that full time, Phil. Definitely. Yeah. Left college early and everything. So was, uh, was, there, was there a moment or what kind of made you uh, decide to do that to leave college and pursue it fully? Yeah, I think, well, I loved acting as a little kid and I took a couple acting classes, loved being on the stage for sure. And then for the rest of my kind of childhood and through high school, I just kind of focused on sports for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until I took an actual acting class in college when I was kind of trying to figure out, you know, what would I want to do? Uh, first time, first day in acting class, I'm like, yep, this is awesome. Yeah. Immediately started, you know, auditioning for other projects and taking more classes and was hooked. And I just decided, you know, I'm going to do this and left school a couple months later. So very ballsy with like no experience, but King Kong balls just, right there. I like that. Yeah. It kind of just went for it and it's been really great. I really enjoy it. Yeah. I admire That's that a goal, lot, man. man. Yeah. That's great. And, and Ian, where do you, where do you stand? I know you said you've done a few plays and shows. Yeah. Yeah. My resume is not as uh, quite as uh, fulfilling as Phil's or, or some other people. Um, but I, I got onto acting and enjoying this sort of thing uh, in college. I went to community college um, going for like a liberal arts degree, not knowing really what I want to do. I kind of just went because my mother was like, you got to go. Right. So right. I'm like, all right, right, I might as well try and find this time to figure out what I like and what I don't. Mm -hmm. So I juggled around, um, different career choices. There was a point where I was looking at nursing spoiler alert that didn't pan out. Um, <laughs> you know, so and, and a couple other things I'm like, right. I like working out, this could work. But then yeah. I looked at it and I'm like, God, this sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. so, shout out to all the healthcare workers out there, but I mean, yeah. uh, for real, it's hard stuff. But, um, mm -hmm. Anyway, so I, uh, I took, um, I took, I remember I took a public speaking course and I really liked that. Mm -hmm. And which is ironic because I used to be very shy when I was younger, like I didn't talk at all. So that mm -hmm. kind of broke me out of my shell a bit, mm -hmm. which kind of have flipped me now. I never shut up. So it's kind of funny how life, how life works, but um, yeah. at least not when I'm awake. So <laughs> I took that and then I realized, uh, well, I, I saw that there was um, an opportunity to take an acting class, which would go towards my credits uh, that I needed. Right. So I was just kind of taking random classes and I said, well, screw it, you know, I'll try that out. And I did. And uh, long story short, I wound up really liking it. And I think I have, I think a lot of this has to do with my teacher that I had. Um, Mr. Chelicani was his name, never forget him. Mm -hmm. And I think just as a point here, I think we've said it before on our show that having that one influential mentor or person in your life that has, you know, has been able to just have a profound impact on you and your way of thinking 
is huge, right? Because if I had almost, if I had any other teacher, teacher that was not as invested as he was, I don't think that I would be into any of this like I am now. And I don't think we'd be here today, to be honest with you, because he had a profound impact on my way of thinking it. He ran the classes almost like therapy sessions. It was like, Mm. it was crazy. At first I was like, you know, I was, you know, cause it's like, it takes a bit for me to open up, you know, to people sure. sometimes. So I'm like, all right, I was a little skeptical. I'm like, what are we doing? But you know, at the end of the day, it was the class developed such a bond together because of it, because we were all able to kind of share our experiences that we've had and, you know, like if they were tough or, or not, and, you know, it just kind of grounded us together. So from there, he said, uh, one of our assignments was you guys got to, you guys got to come to an audition and view it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you don't have to try it. He's like, you don't have to do it, but you got to see how this works. So that was one of the assignments. And I remember I went there, I brought a friend and we were watching some of the people audition for a play coming up. It was the 12th night by, uh, by Shakespeare. And um, I remember going outside the room for a minute, taking a break. And I'm looking at the, uh, at the dry reads that they had, you know, on the table and I'm looking at them and I picked up one of them and I was like, I could fucking do this. You know, I looked at my buddy and I was like, I think, I think I can do this. I'm like, I like it. Yeah. And I was like, should I just go in there and give it a shot? And somebody, some girl to my right, who I still talk to today, she does directing and works in the city. uh, Mm -hmm. Genevieve shout out, but she, she looked at me and she's like, do it you know what i mean and i'm yeah, like yeah all right yeah. so i went in there, there and just, we go. Yeah, yeah for sure and i went in there and i just fucking screamed my head off because i was supposed to be angry or something mm. and you know and and uh mr chalcani looked at me and he's like i love the energy he's like we could we could chisel it a little bit <laughs> yeah and uh you know so from there i i was actually able to get one of the the lead roles for the play uh which is orsino in the in that play for shakespeare wow and from there i you know i did a couple shows um, I've done Macbeth too for a company called uh, Rethink Theatrical. They're in the New Brunswick area, like Rutgers, if you're familiar with the school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in Jersey here, they, yeah. they do a lot of uh, shows around there. There are a lot of the alumni from that school. So they put together an organization. <clears throat> They're really awesome. Um, and I've done some shows for Genevieve. The girl told me to, to sure. hop on because she's now into, into you know, uh, directing the place as well. So that's really my experience in, in terms of that. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Yeah, that, that's my that's my origin as far as acting's concerned. Yeah, I like that, and it, it kind of stemmed from like you said the the mentors and those like pivotal moments where you kind of gain confidence in yourself to say I I could do this. I yeah. think Phil, uh, you know, Phil and I um, had those moments too when we you know we don't really have a long resume either. We took an improv class around the same time, um, two different classes, um, but the same concept, intro to improv, and we really mm-hmm. you know we really enjoyed it being on stage. Uh, just kind of like, you know, stepping outside our comfort zones. And then we stemmed off of that, took a theater acting class and did like an audition workshop to get a sense of how, you know, auditions go. And we just, you know, after every one, we just gained more confidence and kind of solidified the fact that this is, you know, something we want to pursue. Yeah, Um, yeah. So we've kind of, you know, chased those moments as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm always curious, do you guys have like a movie that you remember too that like gave you any type of inspiration or is it more people in your life that you've met that have kind of, cause I always, I always, I'm curious with actors cause they talk about, you know, famous actors talk about those movies that they saw when they were younger or when they were growing up that, that really gave them the inspiration uh, to pursue yeah. acting. So I'm curious if you guys have uh, if any movies stand out in particular. Phil, what do you got? My film. Yeah, I can't really. <laughs> yeah. I can't really think of a, a particular movie or anything. I mean, I would say there's always there's a ton of them. I, yeah. I think just growing up watching movies would be like, oh, well, yeah, that's sick. I would just think 
the opportunity as an actor to do a bunch of different things. So if you see a movie about, you know, a soldier or you see a movie about another, a guy doing whatever, you can be all those things as an actor, which is kind of great because as a kid, I had a ton of different interests and I still do. And as an actor, you could technically be all of those things, which I really liked. But I think when I, I was more seeing people on stage that really sold me on it. I think that if you've ever been to a play and you, you at the end of the play, you're like, wow, I want to be doing that because it's live and it's in your face and it's mm-hmm. really impressive. And I don't know if there was an exact particular play that, I, that did it for me, but I think that that was more so the, the thing of like, I watched something and I was like, yeah, that's sick. Let's try that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think just actually hopping into class and putting myself out there and like succeeding at least a couple times on the small scale, whether it be like getting a, a student film. Um, I did the same thing Ian mentioned earlier about like um, auditioning, f- like through the acting class, they invite you to the audition at, at college. I did that. I didn't get the role like Ian did, but like I went and like tried it out as well. So I think just like more so than just watching and and absorbing that, I think just starting to put myself out there was like kind of where I got the rush and got hooked at least um, kind of like as an experiment. And then I was like, yep. Okay. This is this Confirmed for me, it for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's a cool little breakdown actually. Cause you know, you're always like, okay, yeah, I want to be like JGL or, you know, Josh Gordon, Levitt, whatever it is, but you never really thought about like, you can be anything when you're acting <laughs> or as an actor, you can be anyone, which is something I never even thought about. Yeah. Mm. How about yourself, yeah. Ian? Anyone? I, uh, yeah, I, I would say um, to kind of parrot fill a little bit with being any and everything is, is also something that's really cool. Um, but I think for me, it came down to, so it was people. I think a lot of it was people. And I think it was being inspired by other people, whether they had achieved some modicum of success within the industry, or like I said, teachers and mentors that had kind of pushed you or helped you uh, be guided along that direction. So that was kind of a big thing for me. I, when I kind of had a transformation, we'll call it, um, you know, in college, when I took public speaking course and things like that, like I said, I was incredibly shy all through my younger years. Um, and not very confident at all. And I would like to think that my personality on that has kind of flipped um, for the better. And I think that acting kind of just helped perpetuate that, like it helped move that even further in the right direction. And what I realized is that I love talking to people. I love hearing uh, stories, whether it's, you know, telling or or, or listening to them. Um, And I love learning from these people. And I love more than anything, making a profound impact on people. So I thought to myself, okay, what's the, what's the best way to do this? Or what are ways that I can achieve this goal? Inspiring people, putting a smile on their face, brightening their day and, you know, hopefully motivating them. And at the time and still really a lot of things, entertainment industry wise is kind of where I ended up. Right. And, and, you know, acting being kind of the, the ground level for that. And, and, you know, in speaking. Um, So I feel like that for me has, you know, right now at least has kind of pivoted um, into taking those skills. I've been able to kind of pivot into things like content creation with the podcast, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I've been able to use those skills. And if, you know, 
um, once this pandemic, hopefully, <laughs> um, you know, is, is, is done, you know, being able to go to the city and pursue, you know, some of the things within the arts and all that kind of stuff to be able to just kind of put myself in front of people to hopefully mm. help and inspire them. Um, but I think the reason I got all that to answer your question mm. um, was from other people doing it to me, right? Whether that be mentors or looking for me, it was really like specific actors within mm. the sphere that mm. I was like, that guy's badass or that chick's sure. badass. You know sure. what I mean? Like, I want to be like that chick or I want to be like that guy, you know, like Absolutely. there's certain ones that have just had like, like roles in, in movies that you loved and things like that. I've always been like a huge dork. So like, I fucking love like any sort of, you know, superheroes and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And I even transitioned into anime. That's what my other show's all about. Mm -hmm. And like, I've always fucked with Batman, <laughs> like totally. heavy, oh, heavy right. since I was a kid. So like, right. I remember seeing, Christian Bale, you know, and the others, but like, you know, Christian Bale is more my era and I just love that movie and like looking mm -hmm. at him and I'm like, dude, how awesome would it be to like be able to play Batman one day or oh, something so or just like yeah. become that hero that, that inspired mm -hmm. you. You know what I mean? Like you're now able to do that to others. And for me, that was the biggest motivating factor personally. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I love all that. And I, I can definitely relate. And I, and I like the fact that you didn't, necessarily pinpoint movies it was more you know experiences and people and kind of the feeling you wanted to you know have you know inspire people essentially to get mm -hmm. them to you know maybe think a little differently that was our intention with this podcast mm -hmm. is you know originally it, it didn't narrow in specifically on acting it was more you know encompassing of you know inspirational stuff um and just you know stepping outside our comfort zone but now that we're locked in kind of what you guys have done kind of honed in on the specific niche of acting and entertainment. And, um, and now that we're connecting with people uh, like uh, both you guys, we're starting to get inspired too. And, and also pick the brain, you know, selfishly, we get to pick the brains of people that are, are, are doing it as well or have experience in it. Uh, so we kind of learn from them. Um, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a good way. It's kind of a good way for us to kind of get into the group that we want to be amongst. You know what I mean? Because we're, you know, in Rhode Island, we're like, we, we start a little late in the game when it turns to like the acting, improv, you know, even going further with saving managers and stuff like that. We haven't, we're not really in that pocket yet. So I think with this podcast and meeting guys like you, it kind of gets us uh, mentally there to even move forward, you know, even, you know, looking online further for say, you know, auditions or uh, maybe some groups that meet up and watch movies, you know, something like that where everyone, mm -hmm. You basically uh, formed the community, and I think the podcast really helped us with that for sure. Um, yeah, same know. with us. I, yeah. I would agree with that. That's a great mm -hmm. thing. You can learn and network, which is awesome. Right, yeah. right. So, you, yes, yeah, so you guys, um, so mostly amongst your group is basically all what acting and managers and stuff like that. It sounds like directors as well, which is pretty cool, uh, directing the play. So um, you guys are fully involved with it at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, for sure. I think it's a good point too that you bring up, especially with the podcast medium, you know, it's you get to, uh, as Ryan put it, like selfishly pick the brain of other yeah. people, but it's so great, right? Because I know for Phil and I, at least, you know, I can speak for us, that we've had some incredibly interesting people on our show mm -hmm. and it's just so amazing to hear their different perspectives, but also because they're all unique people, but also to kind of see some of the, uh, the trends and the things that have been steady across all of them, right? You start to mm -hmm. see that there's like, you know, like a quote unquote formula 
for what it is that they're doing, right? And a lot of it seems pretty simplistic and straightforward, right? Like discipline, mm -hmm. networking, all that kind of stuff. But sometimes you need somebody who's kind of achieved some sort of a uh, success mm -hmm. to knock that loose in the back of your head a little because you could hear it a thousand times, but if just somebody spins it in a different way, it yes. can make all the difference, right? And we've had that probably like every guest, literally, right? Because they've said the same things in essence, but they've just said it in slightly different ways and they have their own different stories. And it's so interesting. And yeah, like we've, um, you know, we've, like I said, we were entertainment and acting, I guess, primarily, but we've, you know, interviewed some people that are in the content creation sphere. Uh, we just interviewed someone who, you know, filmmaker um, mm -hmm. as well, quite recently, um, all different things like content creation, modeling. Um, it's it's yeah. been really cool to see and yeah. hear all of their stories. So, yeah, that's big that's, industry. That's for sure. Big industry. Mm -hmm. But again, like you have to find that niche, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. uh, when you're doing these type of interviews and things like that, you're able to, well, you have to build the audience, right? So best case scenario we're able to get the niche where you know we have guys like us who you know when the pandemic does end up you know loosening up going forward to maybe some auditions and stuff like that so definitely building that audience is really like i think a pretty good goal to have actually absolutely yeah, yeah. surround yeah. yourself with the people that have similar yeah. interests you yeah, know and, sure. and similar goals and, and know your audience you know yeah and as phil said once we start getting you know opportunities to possibly go on auditions we'll have you know for us too, more content to, to share with people too, of, of our experiences. It's just right now we're kind of caught in that limbo, which I expressed yeah. to you guys. Oh of, yeah. You, know. you guys, you guys are putting out some good content. Uh, how did you come up with that? Yeah. With the, like the <laughs> little, the little boop, 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 news thing. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you could thank Phil for like all of that. Um, I refuse to take like any credit when it comes to <laughs> like, really editing all the, like editing and stuff like that. He's like a savant when it comes to it. I remember when we first started, uh, you know, we were kind of coming up with a blueprint of how we wanted our episode structure to be right. We wanted mm. to try and do something a little different than what other people were doing. Mm -hmm. um, so we, you know, landed on what we have now um, where we'll have like updates and news and, you know, we'll ha um, have the, uh, the foreword to the episode and then, you know, the episode and then we branched off another content. And I remember making the blueprint and like, we, we looked at it and we're like, it seems like a lot like Phil are you, cause Phil's like, I'll edit. And we're like, mm. <clears throat> are you sure? Like, are you sure with that? <laughs> and he's like, like, you know, we can try, you know? And he's like, no, I'm good. And honestly though, like has blown me away because it like, even from, you know, the first episodes and things like that, we finally saw it. When I finally saw it, I was like, yeah, he's good. Really you know cool. what I mean? He's got Absolutely. a very creative mind and definitely puts yeah. like a, a great aesthetic to it um, as well. And, you know, now we're branching out into other forms of content, at least on YouTube. Yeah. as well you know um and you know it's been awesome it's been awesome Phil, how'd you come up with that was that from remind me of tmz i'm just putting it out there Did tmz and TMZ? like uh part of my, uh the pti like the rundown of like all the oh, yeah. stuff yeah that's oh, what the little me sidebar the yeah sidebar. how'd you come up with that yeah remind me of. i don't know I, I figured like it just made the most sense i, yeah. <laughs> I kind of just like don't usually have a plan when i start editing i just kind of nice. see what my footage is and then figure it out yeah it's usually well, I weirdly just comes into the play but it's not yeah. just me Ian's very 
polite, but it's a team effort. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I, I guess what I mean is that Phil, especially with the editing and the aesthetic pieces to it, is def- yes. it has definitely made the most waves. I would say as far as the structure of the episode and stuff like that, we all definitely had an equal yeah. representation mm-hmm. in that. I remember for that question specifically, because it does, I could see the TMZ vibes. Um, there was another I've YouTuber. I've seen TMZ, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You're There's another YouTuber, uh, his name's Mike Malak or something like that. He, I don't know if you're familiar with who Logan Paul is, a uh, YouTuber, yeah. but mm-hmm. he's like a, mm-hmm. one of Logan Paul's boys and our mm-hmm. buddy who initially was on the podcast with us at first clay, um, you know, would watch some of their content and um, Mike's Mike Malak's YouTube videos would start like that. He would have like, it wouldn't be a sidebar necessarily. We added right. that, but he would do an updates and like what's going on before he hopped into his vlog or something. Sure. So I remember we were like, let's incorporate that into the first part. But then Phil was the one who put the aesthetic piece. You know what I mean? Gotcha, there, yeah. Do like a thing down. Yeah. So it tells, that, yeah. tells the audience like what's coming up, you know yeah. what I mean? So like, it's good for you too. Cause like, even for us, like for me anyways, like sometimes my, my eyes ramble, you know what I'm saying? So when you look at mm-hmm. something like that, it's nice to have something organized. So you kind of just know what to talk about in some ways. And then, mm-hmm. you know, just to next topic, next topic, next topic, you know, for right. me, I could just, I could ramble all day. I can go right now. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. you want to try me? Yeah. I think we also cool. wanted to make sure that we're like keeping people engaged with the video. And if they yeah. wanted to skip around, they can kind of see that on the side where we always like list exactly. the like timestamps in our description mm-hmm. kind of because mm-hmm. if they come for the podcast or the topic that we have listed as the title of the video and now they see a bunch of goofballs reporting the news or like doing a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. talking yeah. about their lives and updates or something and they don't want to watch that then like that kind of also helps them skip around so then that we're actually hopefully increasing our watch time on the videos and that they're coming for the oh, yeah. actual podcast as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. And, and not to mention on our audio only versions on Spotify, iTunes, et cetera, mm-hmm. we don't have all of that in the beginning. I believe we just have the foreword. So we introduce yeah. the guest or what we're yeah. talking about and then hop into it for people to do that. But I've been kind of in this mindset personally. And I think Phil would agree where it's like, if we're going to post to YouTube, because not every podcast does that. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the reason we've branched out with other forms of content lately anyway. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're going to use YouTube, use YouTube is my thing. Right. And YouTube is a visual most for the most part is a visual medium. Right. So it's like, if you're going to do things to spruce it up, have the the camera quality better, you know, like incorporate different quirky things into your video or have Mm -hmm. different segments. Like that's the platform to do it on in my personal opinion. So we kind of just went all in on that. All in on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's inspiring for us too. Cause we're, you know, we don't, that's one of our things we struggle with is, is posting, you know, you know, daily content or just consistent content from our Instagram page. And we're trying to eventually branch out on different forms because, you know, we're trying to establish an audience here. So I know it, it does take work in, in different types. A lot of, of work. A lot of work. To, yeah. And yeah. sometimes, you know, we, you know, days pass and we're like, oh yeah, we said we were going to do a couple posts and we haven't done anything. So, um, yeah, I've looked, I've looked to your, uh, your guys' page on Instagram a lot. Um, where do you find a lot of your information in the entertainment world? Is it through different Instagram pages or online? Um, Say IMDb websites? is a that's, great that's, one. That's the best website ever. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We literally, we, we just did this yesterday. We mm-hmm. go, we once, we'll meet mm-hmm. right in the morning and we'll go through, okay, who's our guest going to be? If any, if not, mm-hmm. what's the topic we're going to talk about amongst ourselves? Because mm-hmm. that's one thing I think is important is having consistent content especially if you are trying to build an audience and especially i would say in the youtube sphere that's the one i'm most acclimated to right now Mm -hmm. that if you go 
weeks, months without posting, it's like, you know what I mean? Like you got to start from right. You know, so we try, even if we don't have a guest to talk amongst each other and pick a topic. So we'll figure that out and then we'll do kind of our script for, um, for updates, industry news, and forward. So IMDb is a huge site. Um, sometimes we'll incorporate some YouTube news because we involve yeah. creators, but we'll go and sure. uh, check out. I check out people like uh, Philip DeFranco, if you're familiar with that YouTube channel. He's really okay. good at providing a lot of source of news. Nice. Uh, there's also a guy named uh, Scarce who does on YouTube, who does more of like a, um, it's more of like the, like the drama stuff with his mm-hmm. channel that goes on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But sometimes mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, there's some pretty cool stuff to, to pick from that. Um, like I had no clue. Apparently logic just quit rap. I don't know if you guys are familiar with. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I did not know. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. And he's doing a stream. You know, what's even crazier. He's picking up streaming full time. He signed a contract with Twitch. That blew my mind. Oh, I was like, I think people oh, need to know wow. that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. News, yeah. 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 I think that'll come out on our next episode. That's we'll, crazy. We'll, there we uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So rap we'll battle, Phil. Yeah. You gotta do a rap yeah. battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil, I'm, I'm curious about your early days in New York when you decided to, to pursue it yeah. fully. What, what was that like? What were the you know experiences like where you just grinding, going to a lot of auditions? Yeah. Um, I moved home from college after I dropped out. I was there for all of a month, maybe living with my parents for like all of a month between dropping out. Um, I went to school up in Connecticut, which is how I know people actually from near where you guys are okay. and stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, I was, I really was going hard. Like I had always through college kind of focused on like doing something else, like really pursuing a goal, whether that be starting a business or something. So I was kind of like, obsessed with, you know, making progress and that sort of thing. So I would drive all over the place, do, you know, free student films, short films. I would go drive to other states to do background work because I'm from Maryland originally, and there's not a whole lot going on down there for acting, um, at least not all the time. Yeah, I would constantly be going up to New York and eventually was like, I'm going to need to find a place to live and would literally crash on the couch. I've slept in my car before. I've slept at bus stations. Mm-hmm. I've tried to really, you know, figure out a way to to go up there. It was a it was a long month of just trying to hustle and find a place to live. I eventually found someone who would um, you know, let me live there with, you know, without checking my credit and all that stuff because I was like 19 or 20 at the time. Right, yeah. And yeah, would occasionally audition, which is great. I hopped on casting websites, would would audition, which is awesome. So I was getting some experience that way. But it was it was really um, a grind in New York. I spent all the money I have on the apartment, which is expensive if you know New York City, especially if you live in Manhattan. It's mm-hmm. it's really expensive there. It was it was a long, it was a very personal journey. I would say it's it, yeah. it got you know I didn't have any friends there, maybe one who was constantly traveling and I didn't see a whole lot. We weren't super close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, it was a very personal journey where like, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. I, I was lucky enough to to have some great success and, and book some of the auditions that I got, which quickly was able to meet people and, and gain kind of a circle yeah. there, which helped a lot. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was a lot of just putting myself out there and, and kind of risking it all kind of was like, 
you know, risking, you know, my money, would I have had to move back home or not risking, you know, your, your time and stuff. Like yeah. if I'm not going out and making money or doing like a side job to work, then I would really just focus all on everything. And I didn't have enough money to, to go, you know, take fancy headshots or to go to like a photographer and drop 500 bucks on a bunch of pictures or like do right. that type of thing. Right. So everything that I did, I was taking myself on my own camera. I was kind of taking my own headshots. They were awful. I don't know how I booked anything. <laughs> um, hustling. I didn't have a reel. I didn't have any sort of uh, maybe one or two things from student films that I could have used, but I filmed my own footage, wrote my own little scenes and kind of faked my own reel, oh, which man. helped. Wow. Um, luckily I've learned how to edit at a young age so I could kind of make it look somewhat legit. Um, Luckily, growing up, you know, making short YouTube videos with my siblings or like learning how to edit has saved my ass like so many times. Like it's just really helped me like have an edge in certain things. And also think that like if when you're a young person like that and you have something like acting you want to pursue and I don't want to like bash anybody who's like in college or like is like kind of even at the beginning of the journey at any age. But like you have other stuff in your life that you have to deal with a lot of the time. I know that one, who is it, Ryan, you have a, a, a new kid now? Yeah, it's like almost four months. Yeah, I can't even months. imagine. Like, yeah, congratulations, Chris, by the thank way. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a good point. It's juggling yeah. Yeah, life. Um, while like I got a puppy and I can't even like that's <laughs> that's a lot of extra time. I can't imagine having a human. It's like it's, it's not real, man. It's, it's not yeah. well trained after like five months and no, <laughs> just leave. They need you for everything. Man. They're so they're very needy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But you know you're right. Um, yeah. I think you had, like you said, you had some editing skills and you know something you could fall back on. But in essence, you were figuring all this out, like as you were still going. Still am, yeah. Still, still exactly, am, still am. So fast it's forward. Like, I see, yeah. No, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, still figuring it out along the way. Like, there's so many. It, it's such a weird thing. Like, acting is such a weird thing when you really start and get into it. It's just like there's certain ways that you're supposed to act in the audition room and there's special ways you're supposed to talk to people. And like, I don't know, like I'm still figuring it out. Like it's not like a natural thing that everybody it comes naturally to them. Even the way people talk about acting and like mm -hmm. how you're supposed to like train or your techniques and stuff. Like I'm still learning all that stuff. Yeah. I'm brand new. Right. So even after like, it's only been like two years here. So yeah. But you fast forward, you've had some success. I see the movie poster behind you and you got yourself a, a couple IMDB credits, man, which is uh, respect, man. I aspire to have some IMDB credits one day. So what was that experience like working on uh, Juvenile Delinquents? Yeah, um, it was fantastic. I was super lucky to to be the lead of that movie pretty much. Like the there's a group of us delinquents, as you can see on the poster, mm -hmm. a bunch of um, teenagers that get out of juvie it was it was unreal like I was in my first if I moved to New York in in June I, we started filming that in August so I booked that somewhere in like wow. July or so wow. and um, was very lucky to, to have booked that I think I was um, kind of exactly what they were looking for for my type which I which I would lucked out I didn't expect to even book something in like the first year or something there mm -hmm. expecting to just like grind it out kind of mm -hmm. um it was great i i really was new to new york city and even though i'd been visiting my whole life like you don't really know how much of new york there is so i got to really see 
a whole bunch of New York. Got to film in Brooklyn, Queens, mm. um, Long Island, Manhattan, everywhere, upstate a little bit, which was really cool. We really learned a lot about being on a film set which I had only been on like short films, which is like, okay, if you're on set for like two or three days, it's not the same as if you're literally every weekday waking up and going to set. Like every day we filmed in this movie, my character was on. So like some of the cast got to, you know, have a couple of days off, but like every day it was like a job. It was crazy that like at the end of every week I could get a check for acting and being in a movie, which was unreal to me, which was like, that but i i think that one of the, the best things that i took away from that film is learning the value of preparation i was definitely underprepared for that i definitely could have prepared more we had a a good friend um brother um unfortunately commit suicide um like two weeks before we started filming that so a lot of uh, my time to prep for this movie mm. was kind of with her and uh, her family and stuff mm. kind of with them kind of figure that out and deal with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely learned the value of preparation, learned, got very good at, um, you know, memorizing a script and, and learning how to approach a script and, and to grow with a character and definitely realized for myself um, the value of keeping my fitness up. I'm uh, I'm not like somebody who, I mean, fitness has always been a big part of my life because I've been an athlete for sure. But like, sure. you know, when you're working 14 hour days on set and you got to travel an hour each way or something to set and you're, you're exhausted and you got to learn your lines for the next day when you're shooting, sure. you don't have like any free time to go hit the gym. I think I did it a few nights where I would literally like show up at like 1 a.m. to the gym but like then you got to get up at like seven or six or whatever yeah. your call time is the next yeah. morning and it's just it's a grind slowly like I, I think really learned the value of like eating healthy and keeping my my face mm. and my body looking the same throughout the shoot um yeah. which is a weird thing that maybe not everybody needs to to focus on as strongly as i did because everyone's body is different but like mm -hmm. the fact of like maintaining your health and and really being disciplined because there's always free snacks on set there's always those things yeah. that they'll try to get you with so I, I learned so much it was it was something that really spread up my learning process I think as an actor I'm very grateful for it um I don't want to like make it seem like I'm like this like seasoned actor now who can you know yeah. book all this other crazy stuff right. which it did speed up my timeline way faster than I thought it would and it's also sped up my learning curve but like I'm still brand new and I'm still trying to learn along the way, but just took so much away from that. And I obviously have great friends that I uh, made from shooting that. So yeah. it was a great experience. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That sounds like the ultimate experience for, you know, a new actor again, in crazy, City, right? thrown yeah. into something like that. thrown into, yeah, the ultimate kind of sense of what it's like. That's uh, really, that's amazing. Um, Phil, my Phil. Do you have any, um, do you have any questions? Yeah. Other questions I have. I got one for Ian, like yeah. Ian hearing that, like, is that something you want to kind of do too? Like, in, you know, near future, you know, hopefully get a movie role type concept or you're trying to do maybe TV or a play. Like, what are you trying to get into? Yeah. I think, um, you know, anything in this sphere is something that I'm blessed to be able to work on, um, regardless. And, you know, I think that <clears throat> after, this whole pandemic thing has uh, hopefully been quelled to a point where it's controllable um, and New York actually kind of opens again. 
um, I would love to go and try my hand, uh, you know what I mean, at those kind of things, because it would be awesome to, you know, like I said, just being able to be in front of people and hopefully, you know, have a profound impact on, on them and, and everything like that. I think that's probably the best way of going about it, you know, oh, yeah. being, being personality. So yeah, I would love to do that. Once Very start. cool. And with the YouTube going on, um, you're still going to do the YouTube more and more now. So it's going to be helpful, you know, hopefully bringing more people onto the podcast and things like that. Right. Yeah. That's the yeah. hope, man. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. This, uh, it's funny. We were just talking about this yesterday with, with our guest. Um, but I can't help but keep stressing it enough. I feel that if you haven't been able to, like there's two types of people that this quarantine has affected. Mm -hmm. And there's, I feel that there's people that have used this as an opportunity um, to be able to pursue or pivot some of their interests into something that they could really work hard at, right? Mm -hmm. So it might be hard for actors in particular, right? Because you have to congregate and be together and stuff like that. Right. But don't fool yourself. There's plenty of ways to get out there per Mm se um, and, you know, contact people or if you have any other sort of interests, you know, like Phil, uh, you know, is doing right now, um, I would say in, so it was doing this, creating content and all. And then there's unfortunately another set of people that this quarantine has effectively crushed in terms of discipline they're all over the place right yeah oh yeah so for me i would like to think that i'm one of the former um i think that i've worked more now Hmm. during this quarantine than i ever actually have in my entire life but the caveat to that is that i've been working at doing what i love to do so this in a sense has been like you know not in the wrong way but for me in particular almost like a bit of a blessing in disguise you know, if utilized correctly, you know, to get Mm -hmm. done the things that were getting done. So, um, you know, hopefully being, you know, that we put so much work into YouTube uh, and all this kind of stuff is we'll be able to see the fruits of our labor. And we've been able to just get, I know for me personally, I've been able to get so much more done in this sphere and get it off the ground so Mm -hmm. much, you know, easier than I would have ever had the time to do, you know, normally. So hopefully once this thing ends, I can just hit the ground running, you know, once once momentum is being built, you just got to, you know, with the horses in a cage on for the race it's being built and just let the floodgates open. So yeah, Yeah, there we go. That's a a really good way of looking at it. Yeah. 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 That's, that's awesome perspective. Honestly, a lot of, a lot of good takeaways from this conversation, guys, this has been, this has been incredible. I think for me too. uh, And what I think, Phil and I, we can start asking people at the end of our episodes is what advice do you have for us as we, you know, selfishly um, get to pick the brains of you guys. So what, uh, what advice would you give us as we move forward here, not only with uh, pursuing acting and entertainment, uh, but also with our podcast? Sure. Phil, you got anything? I feel like it's in terms of, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I know there's definitely stuff to say from both of us, but um <laughs> I, I I don't know. Um, Phil's humble, but I feel like he has a lot of wisdom sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Once he gets going. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, yeah, I would say unless you, if, if you need any like technical advice for acting, like I could give a little advice for beginners, but like I said, I'm, I'm kind of new to that side of things. Like if you never need like some info about like, I don't know, applying to castings or like um, anything like that, like happy to, to help with that but i would say like overall like and i'm sure you guys have, have learned this in many areas of your life as if you guys have a couple years on me here <laughs> but um consistency in everything i think is 
the power of that I'm learning more and more every day, like, especially as in something that like acting, you have to create your own success kind of consistency is, is crazy powerful. And that goes with podcasting and, and creating anything or working out or anything I've learned is just like, when you talk about consistency, like compound interest, right? I look at it like when you're investing your money, right? Compound interest is such a powerful thing that creates so many people wealthy. And I look at compound interest on humans, right? On yourself. The power of consistency in investing your time and continuously keeping consistent and investing mm. everything back into what you want to go forward with is going to be such a powerful thing. And I think that if you are even not sure what to do or what steps to take, the, the fact that you're even consistently trying to find that information or take the steps or make content on um, YouTube or your podcast or whatever, or seek information for acting or continue training. I just feel like consistency is going to, to be the main advice that I would give to anybody. But um, that's pretty much all I could yeah. say, unless you guys have any specific questions about like something. I think that's really I, it, honestly, because that's one thing we have to work on is, mm -hmm. I'm like, even just the smallest thing is posting. It's a consistency you have to do and it's a, um, you have to be disciplined to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be the, that's a pretty helpful thing for us. Yeah, that's super helpful, man. We, <laughs> we, we appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, just to, again, parroting Phil, consistency is key for mm -hmm. sure. Um, I think, I think one of the, I think one of the things that I've learned, <laughs> like I said, I, I have um, I have another podcast that I've, I've had for almost two years now, and um, we definitely had a rockier start than we than we did for uh, for Phil and I, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of the reason for that was that we didn't we weren't fully committed to the idea that this could be something that actually works, right? And because of that lack of commitment we weren't as willing to go the extra mile with everything that's really, really needed in order mm -hmm. for this to be become something. And I think that people, right, because we're at a point now, YouTube, podcasting, there's millions of people out there that are doing this, right? right. What separates you from, you know, from those people? And it's, it's either you're different or what you do is just leagues above, you know what I mean? Everyone else, you're able to rise to the hierarchy of that position. And when you come to that, and you know, if you do this as, as strictly a hobby, or anything like that. That's one thing. And that's totally fine. More power to you. Mm -hmm. um, but if you do come to the realization that it's like, okay, I want, I need this to be more than just a hobby. I need this to be something that produces me some sort of income, or I need to reach as many people as possible. Um, then you have to treat it like that, right? Because this is only going to give you as much back as you put into it. And that comes down to money, to time, to blood, sweat, and tears. And, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to understand that until you're fully enmeshed in it. You know, people look mm -hmm. at it, what we do, especially mm -hmm. in the podcast medium. And they're like, how hard could that be? You're talking to people. Right. But the podcasting, I always tell people is the easiest part. <laughs> it's yeah. the behind the scenes, okay. right. you know what I mean? Of everything that's really, that will right. really test your limits. And, you know, unfortunately a lot of people give up once they hit that first roadblock because they weren't fully committed to begin with. So, I mean, beyond consistency, I would say, 
in order to perform that, you have to have commitment to what you're doing. So if that means that you're, you know, using every opportunity to try and make your content better, right? Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, maybe want to incorporate video now, or you want to work on getting like an actual mic or whatever to make it aesthetically pleasing, or if it means that you're covering more ground, you're, you're posting more often, et cetera. These are all the kind of things that you have to realize because if you're serious about it, you know what I mean? You can't just, this can't be at the bottom of your totem pole because mm -hmm. it's always going to stay there. If there's always something that gets in front of it every time, that's always where it's going to stay. You have to put it at the top of your totem pole, the top of your priority list, because it's not going to give back to you unless you treat it like it deserves to give back to you. But I guess if I could say anything, again, I'm not as experienced in the acting sphere, but I, I would say that we've de I've definitely gone through the ringer so far in these past two years in terms of content creation or podcasting mm -hmm. as a medium. So if I've learned anything, it's that. Now that was a cool episode. That was actually Ryan and I's first duo guest on the podcast. I think it went absolutely phenomenal. Uh, special thanks to Phil and Ann at the Get Rolling Show. They're all over social media and all platforms. So um, get the Rolling Show or maybe on their Instagram at Get Rolling Show. Um, over here, we really appreciate their, you know, their just their information and just what they thought would be a great way to just moving forward uh what i got out of that specifically was consistency so me and ryan or ryan and i are really going to try being more consistent with the episodes and hopefully you guys will like the content uh finally i'm like me and ryan are you know we're pretty cool dudes right you guys like us um i'm like i have nice abs ryan great smile um just just like us on instagram follow us on instagram uh at phil and ryan pod Phil and Ryan pod. Um, yeah, just start leaving us some feedback and stuff like that. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.